Hello and welcome to Essentials to Heal Yourself. I'm Laura Humphreys. So today let's talk about one of the biggest obstacles that keep you from being able to heal yourself and meeting any of your health goals. So I'm gonna start off with asking you a question. When was the last time you decided you're going to do something like, oh, go to the gym, get more exercise, or even eat more healthy. And after two or three days, then all of the thoughts and the excuses started to come in and pretty soon your new intention was left by the wayside like most things. Or someone suggests to you that in order to get more healthy, then you really need to do some changes in your diet, like eat more fruits and vegetables. And you're like, oh, no. Or some in other immediate knee-jerk response. So let's look at what's actually going on as to why you have those kind of responses. Because I'm telling you, those are the very responses that sabotage you every time. So this has to do with your programming or your conditioning that goes back all the way to infancy. And I'm going to be talking about this a lot because this has everything to do with the state of your health, how happy you are, how prosperous you are. Um, how you think about yourself, everything. So the way the mind works is that from uh, birth until about age seven or eight, then your mind is always in the brainwave states known as theta or alpha. So those are fairly slow brainwave states. So anytime you are in these brainwave states of theta and alpha, then your mind is open to being programmed or conditioned. So from the time, actually, the conditioning starts being laid down from conception forward. But after birth is when your mind is in the brainwave states of theta and alpha because your brain has not yet developed. And it won't be You'll in that state until about age seven or eight, and then your brain starts to develop into a new phase of development. So that's why we say during those formative years, you're like an open sponge. You absorb every single thing in your environment, all the biases, all the thoughts, the feelings, the the instructions, so to speak, from your parents, your guardians, your immediate environment of how life is, how to operate in life, how you are to respond to other people. Um, your preferences for food, what to do when you feel sad, if you want to treat, you know, so all of this programming gets laid down within those first formative years of life. Now, oftentimes we think that once that happens, then everything's set, your programming, your, your brain development is set. This is not true. There are about four or five other phases of development up until you're about age 25, mid-20s, when the brain itself is fully developed. So during each of these stages of development, there's certain things that need to be learned and skills that need to be acquired, um, different uh, perceptions and ways of of making connections and critical thinking and and, um, recognizing patterns and, and such that the brain needs in order for you to develop so that by the time, hopefully, you're in your mid-20s and ideally, for those of you who go to college, then you're done with college and are ready for life. So we do not live in an ideal world, obviously. So at, at oftentimes, at each stage of these um, stages of development, then they can get hijacked or stuck or stopped. 
And sometimes within one individual, then more, more than one of these phases, they can be stuck within them. Meaning that what they were supposed to needed to learn from, let's say from the age of like eight to 12, it didn't happen. And so in order to correct that and fully mature and develop yourself, then you've got to go back and revisit those different stages of development and relearn the things that were supposed to be done during that time so that you can then move forward to the next stage of development and so on until you come to the, the full development, ideally, of, of where you're at. And so in a normal, healthy situation, then this would be by about the time you're 25. And so oftentimes that's about when we finish school, college, for those of those who choose to go. And there's often this idea that, oh, I've done all the schooling. I don't need to learn anything else. I can just kind of like go about my life and do my thing. And never stop to question, number one, the, the conditioning that you've received up until that point in your life. And number two, what new things do you want to learn? Because as we know, the brain has, is, has this um, quality of plasticity. It's always capable of learning. You're always laying down new neural networks or uh, new neural pathways within the brain, which is an indication of learning new things, which is an important thing to do as you go throughout life. You know, learning doesn't stop just because you've finished so-called formal education. So oftentimes we don't even stop to think about what it was that we were conditioned with. What are the beliefs, the social conditioning, the family biases, the prejudices, the family um, culture of how we do things, how we eat, what we eat, how we celebrate good times, how we deal with hard times, and how food is involved with all of that. So if you never stop to consider all of this conditioning, it will run you until the end of your life. And then you wonder why things didn't happen or didn't turn out the way you wanted. Well, because you never stopped to do your personal development work, which is looking at and examining all the social conditioning to see, is it even true? Is it even up to date or, or, or a current relevant to how your life is today, who you are today? Most often you're going to find that it's quite out of date. And so the inner work is going back to identify these beliefs, these biases that run your life, that dictate what you eat, that dictate how you care for yourself, that dictate the type of lifestyle activities that you do, which either create disease or create health. If you don't ever look at this, then the, your programming is just going to run you. And then at the end of the, your life or towards the midlife, then you're going to wonder why is your body falling apart? Well, because you haven't done your inner work to examine what you're doing. You've been on autopilot, living your life unconsciously, un unaware of the influences that drive you to eat the certain foods that you do or not. Okay. So let's, let me give you an example of how this shows up in terms of diet and health. So a very common thing that people will often say is, why do I have to give up so much meat? You know, it, it's, it's very well known. Lots of research has shown that if you want to be healthy, live a long life and have a lot of vigor and flexibility and health, then 
it's good to pull back on the amount of animal products and meat that you eat. I'm not saying go to completely vegan, so do not twist this of what I'm saying here. I'm saying reduce the amount. It's not necessary to have meat at every single meal, every single day, every day of the week, every week of the month. That's an overload and excess, and that will set you up for disease for multiple different reasons. So when somebody tells you, and just check this to see if this is one of your biases or something similar along these lines, but if you are told, you know, if you want to improve your health, drop some weight, heal your gut issues, you've got to pull back and reduce the amount of animal products and meat in your diet. So when, what kind of knee-jerk immediate response do you have when you're told something like this or when you hear this? Is it, this, is it the immediate uh, urge to debate and argue and say, well, the Eskimos eat meat every day of their life and they're very healthy. This is a very common thing. So it's a distraction and it's an argument and it's just wanting to debate and go into defensive mode. Okay. So here's what happens when you go into that stance. And oftentimes it's just an automatic response. We don't even think about it. It's like, well, Every, somebody else is doing it. Why can't I? Okay. Somebody else eats meat all day long. Why can't I? So let's just step back and say, okay, what level of consciousness is that statement? Is that a reflection of a, of a level of consciousness that is a responsible adult who desires to really improve their health and is seriously committed to reversing disease and gut, gut issues or whatever they have? Or is that statement a reflection of a child level of consciousness? If somebody else can do it, why can't I? Somebody else is playing with those toys, why can't I? Why can't I have the treat? That, just, that is a child level of consciousness statement. So let's break this down further, I've seen what's really going on here inside your mind and what's running this type of a knee-jerk response. And so I encourage you, as I lay this out, that I encourage you also to check and, and observe yourself. Do you do this? And with what things? Because that will be a huge clue as to why you can't make progress with your health and as well as why you have health issues in the first place. So let's say that an individual has been, let's say that you have been um, conditioned since childhood from your family environment and the, and the dietary lifestyle structure and culture of your environment to eat meat at every single meal, every single day. And now you're being told you can't do that because it's causing harm to your health. And so that goes, this new information, this new recommendation in current time goes against the conditioning that you received at age two or three or four. When that happens, the response that you're gonna get, which is a habitual response, and you're no longer consciously aware that this social conditioning, this family conditioning has been triggered. That's why it's just an automatic knee-jerk response, and then you go into defense mode. That programming was triggered 
which takes you back to the age in which the conditioning or the program was installed within your mind. Remember I said earlier that the brainwave states that you're in as a child is theta or um, alpha or theta, which is where programming gets installed. So it throws you back into the age when that was installed. So for example, age three or four. Oftentimes when you think of children at that age, if they don't get what they want, then they throw up, they pitch a fit in a temper tantrum, okay? So being thrown back to that age when this programming is triggered, then you're gonna respond and act out from that level of that age of when the programming was installed. Hence the statement, well, if they can do it, why can't I? They can have that treat, why can't I? Okay, so it's important to become aware of what you're doing and understand the conditioning and how the conditioning works and how it's installed in your mind so that when it becomes triggered, you can start looking at it and become aware of what you're doing and stop living on autopilot so that you can take the reins of your life to make choices in the here and now to correct your health and whatever issues that you have because it's the lack of that awareness that has led you to this point to begin with. So whenever you have to go back to, or choose to go back to reworking some of this conditioning, you're immediately confronted with the age that you were at when the programming was installed, meaning the thought process, processes, the emotions, whatever the needs or wants that you had at that time that were, weren't uh, fulfilled, okay? So then you've got to look at, from a present time adult objective viewpoint, looking back into your past to say, wow, that's how I felt. This is what I thought. This is a pattern, a habit that developed of how I respond to this particular situation of saying, yes, I wanna eat this kind of food every single day, every at every meal. And I want it just because I want it. Who cares about the consequences? You've got to look at and deal with your child's level of self. And really evaluate, does that serve you? Is it true? Is it something that you need to continue now in present time? It's a matter of becoming an adult in your life, managing yourself, managing your energy, your mind, your emotions, your choices to move you forward with what you say you need to do or want to do in correcting health issues. Instead of allowing your inner child to continue to run rogue and run rickshaw over you and say, well, I want it just because I want it, because it tastes good, because I feel like I deserve it, because I'm in a depressed, bummed out state, therefore I want to have all the chocolate and the ice cream and the comfort foods, or because I want to eat meat at every meal just because that's my habit and I like it. You've got to shift that around and become more aware of what you're doing if you want to truly heal yourself. So let's look at this idea again from another angle of, well, Eskimos eat meat every day all day long. Why can't I? Well, my question to you is, are you an Eskimo? Do you have the genetic makeup of Eskimos? Are you living in the Arctic in a totally different environment and climate where you have access to 
hunting or procuring wild animals, seals, caribou, whatever they eat up in the Arctic. Is that what your life is? Most likely not. So to say that it's okay for them or it's okay for you just because this other group of people eat that way does not hold water at all because you have to look at your own genetic makeup, your own current lifestyle and where you're living, your family environment, the stressors around you, the toxic load of your environment and your foods that you're exposed to, as well as the quality of meat. So you could say that Eskimos, they in that tr- culture, they've eaten that way, lived that way for, you know, if they're d- still doing their indigenous lifestyle and diet, they've eaten that way for a very long time. And so they've adapted to that. Most likely you're not living in the Arctic. You're not adapted to that type of what, lifestyle. And instead you're getting your meat from the grocery store, which and the meat came from a factory farm. And have you ever considered the quality of meat, the quality of care and diet that those animals receive in those factory farms? And what that's doing to your body, have you ever considered the consequences? It's important to do so if you want to be healthy. If you don't, then you can just turn off this video and go about remaining sick and making yourself more sick. Doing the things, eating the way that has gotten you into a sick position to begin with. But if you truly want to heal yourself, then you've got to make some changes. And one of them I'm telling you is to reduce the the amount of animal product. Partially because it's very heavy and very dense and difficult for the digestive tract to, to deal with and to, and to eliminate in, a, in the appropriate amount of time so that it does not become start to ferment and rot and break down in your gut. And, uh, and because in today's typical diet, there's not the fiber required in order to move that through and it, that meat meal through your intestines in the amount of time that needs to be like within 24 hours. Oftentimes it will sit there in your gut and rot and it's contribute. It's a major contributor factor to disease as well as constipation. So that's one thing. Secondly, when you look at where the meat was sourced from, most often, again, like I say, factory farmed, I call them death camps, animal death camps. The animals are confined in cages. They're not at all allowed to live their normal life. They're hardly outside in the sun. They're not in, in pasture or, or given um, the ability or that the, they're not allowed to eat their native diet, which would be grass when we're talking about beef, to be out in the sun, wandering around, being pasture fed. Instead, they're in cages without a lot of sun or limited sun. There's not a lot of space for them to move around in. They're stuck with a lot of other animals where everybody gets diseased, they have to walk around and stand in and sleep within their own filth and their own waste. The diet that the animals are given is deplorable. It's not their native diet. They're shot up continuously with drugs and antibiotics and all kinds of other toxic things because their immune system is so poor because of their diet and their horrible living situations. Therefore, the quality of meat is very poor. It's filled with microbes, parasites, pathogens of all kinds, drugs, drug residues of the stuff that they've been shot up with. It's not fit for human consumption. When you also look at the dairy, the the cheese, the yogurt, the the milk that comes from cows and from factory farm death camps, 
it's not fit for human consumption either. It's just as contaminated with pus and blood and microorganisms and disease, cancers, you name it. And you want to eat that every meal of every day, every week of every month, and then wonder why you're getting sick? Are you serious? Think about this right now. So going back to what you were taught of how to eat from your childhood, from the cultural, social pressures and environment, you've got to become aware and start questioning these things and look at the sources of your food, the quality of the food, what's in them, how much toxic chemicals and poisons are in the food, because that's the thing that's making you sick. So when you're not willing to look at the quality of things that you're eating, and you're also not willing to look at your social conditioning and the knee-jerk automatic beliefs that just run your life, then don't be surprised when down the road, after decades of living in a poor way, the consequences do catch up to you. And then you wonder why you have some high medical bills or your gut isn't working right, or you've got arthritis or diabetes or on and on and on, or you've got, you know, 50 pounds of excess weight. The cause of disease is not a mystery. This is not rocket science. Contrary to what the medical industry wants you to believe, contrary to what your doctor wants to tell you, the cause of disease is not a mystery. All you have to do is look at yourself what you're thinking, what you're putting in your mouth, how you're living, how you're feeling. All right. So I know I laid a lot on you today. Thanks for sticking with it, with me through this. But just really take this to heart and look at, pay attention to how you're living. What kind of social programming were you raised with from your family of how you were to eat? What kinds of foods do you eat to eat? And then just start looking at them. Are they really healthy foods that are going to nourish and strengthen you? Or are they foods and styles of types of dishes that make you sick? All right. So with that, give you some food, food for thought for today. And as always, I have a free gift for you to download. The link is below this, um, this video description in the description. <laughs> Can't talk. In the description of this video, you are going to find the free downloadable gift I have for you. And that is three essential keys for improving your digestion. So for those of you who have gut issues, which you've talked a lot about today, then that will be a very helpful thing. I highly recommend that you download that and read through it and take it to heart. All right. So thanks for watching. Share this video around with your friends. Like, leave me a uh, like my video, subscribe to my channel, leave a comment, let me know your thoughts, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks.